0: Welcome back to the Strained Podcast and it is time for 15 Minute Friday. Thank you for joining me. Make sure if you are loving everything you hear, you write a review and subscribe. That's how I keep this thing going. That's how iTunes lets me live is if I keep providing good stuff that you guys like and you write comments on iTunes. So I appreciate all the love lately, and I want to make sure I continue to give, give, give to you guys. So I wanted to cover something that I feel like has been a swirling topic lately, and maybe it's just in my life, or maybe it's just this fear of turning 30, and let me be honest with you guys, I talk a lot about dealing with things in your 30s, but I'm really only 29, and I have to own that, because I'm not 30 yet. I will be 29 in April of next year, but I feel like all the hateful, scary things that people say happen when you're 30 are already happening to me now. Like this ridiculous amount of weight, lo- uh, weight gain, not weight loss, weight gain, you know, dealing with weird issues at work and with friends and in relationships and like things just happening to my body that I'm like, what the F, you know? So if you're 30, I'm sorry. And I'm with you because I'm on my way there. But this topic that's been swirling around I feel like in my life is that I polled my audience a couple weeks ago and asked you guys on Instagram what were some of the things that you wanted to hear and I got some really good feedback but I had more than a couple people say they wanted to talk about female friendships in your 30s and how to deal with expectations and friendships when you're single in a relationship etc and then I talked to some people close to me and uh, most females alike said it's pretty much of a struggle in your 30s too. To maintain your partnership and your friendships like you used to. So this topic is kind of an interesting because it's definitely something I feel like I've been going through personally. I think Chris and I talk about this all the time where I watch him, you know, go to make sure at least once or twice a month, he hangs out with his, I call him like his old school friends. He's so loyal to them, like friends that he met 10 years ago and did some business with, or, you know, people from high school come in town and he makes sure to put a day aside to spend with them. And it's not that I wouldn't do that, but I don't still communicate with most of those people. And I thought I was like super crazy weird and closed off. And I kept thinking, I was like, maybe I'm an introvert and I don't really know it. But the more females I talk to, apparently this is like everyone's issue or I say everyone but every female I've talked to is like no girl I'm the same way so a little backstory I had been catching up well I have a friend here in Tampa that I was friends with like six or seven years ago we were like the best of friends we did everything together we worked together we went to the beach together she was like my other half and in 2014 she moved to New York y'all it that was four years ago and I think I've only seen her once twice and it was by accident. Once was because I was flying to Thailand and my I had to stop in New York for a day. So I spent the day with her. And the other time was my baby shower down here and she came uh, to the baby shower and sent Cameron a gift. So this is to blame no one in this friendship, but we just did not do a good job staying in communication with each other. I would say we probably text each other once every three to six months, barely ever. I mean, she called me when I got pregnant. We had a good conversation and that was really about it. And so no one's to blame, but we just did a terrible job. And recently this year, I really tried to communicate with her a little bit more. She tried to return that effort. And one day we just got on the phone finally and talked about how much we missed each other. And we'd done a terrible job communicating. And you know, we needed to make plans to see each other. She's in a serious relationship. I'm in a serious relationship. And we were like, okay, we're going to make this a goal. And about three months after that, I swear to you every other week, I committed to buying a plane ticket to go see her and I never did it. Now I could sit on here and tell you 30 excuses under the book about how I was investing all of my money into the mastermind event I was planning, which I was, I'm really busy. I have an infant, well, not an infant anymore, but a one-year-old A family, a boyfriend, career, full-time career, plus a side business, coaching and consulting, and a podcast. So I'm busy to say the least. But y'all, I could have bought this ticket. I could have bought this ticket and I don't know what I was avoiding at all, at all. I just didn't buy it. So after the mastermind that I hosted in October, the next day I went back to work and I got a email in my inbox that said, here's your itinerary for your trip. I was like, what? And my boyfriend surprised me and bought the tickets for me to go see my friend up in New York, like three weeks from that date, which was this past weekend. So I went and wow, like, wow, I cannot explain to you guys how refreshed I feel today just spending the weekend with her. And for so many reasons, one, I think the first 24 hours we were together, together, neither one of us shut up, like we didn't shut up, we talked so much, we had so much catching up to do, so much had changed and then we spent the next day just having fun, like just having fun. And so on the plane, oh. So here's the most important part. So we're sitting at dinner one night and she proceeds to tell me without me even saying how she feels terrible because she's friends with all of her boyfriend's friends, but she doesn't really have her own friends. And she said she knows what she needs to do. She needs to over communicate. She needs to, you know, extend herself and really put the energy in into keeping up with her friends. But for some reason, even when she commits to it mentally, she doesn't do it. And she said for the life of her, she can't understand why she can't get on track and be like her boyfriend's friends and just communicate communicate. communicate and over communicate and extend herself and plan trips and really be in their lives. She says she doesn't do it on purpose, but she doesn't understand why. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, I don't understand. And then I thought about all of my other friends that I really care about. I love watching them on social media, but I don't ever really take the time to shoot them a text. You know, every now and then we'll talk on their birthdays. You know, maybe they have a big, huge milestone. They graduate, get their master's degree, have a child, get married. We talk. But other than that, I don't ever extend myself either. And then we both laughed about the fact that both of our boyfriends always stay in touch with their high school, their college and their friends from 10 years ago. So what the hell's wrong with us? So I fly home last night, Sunday night, and the whole plane ride home, I'm like, okay, what is going on? Like what is wrong with me what's wrong with her is this a thing can it be resolved like you know why are we so is it com- is it a is it a natural competitiveness is it just the easiest thing is to dump our friends I, I was so confused but i was like there has to be something behind this and so you know me i started doing research so the whole plane ride home all night last all night sunday night and the next day Study, study, study. And I found some really cool stuff. So here's what I want to tell you that was interesting to me is that there are plenty of studies that have shown that after 25 years old, your casual circle shrinks. There was some crazy number out there that like on average, men communicate through text and phone call with 19 different people a month and women communicate with 17 different people a month that were their friends under 25. Not their friends, but when you're under 25. After 25, it continuously starts to shrink. They gave a few really unique reasons. Bear with me, guys. I'm losing my voice. One of them was, of course, that you, most of you are settling down. So you get far more interested in not only your partner, but your in-laws, new family contacts, cousins, sisters, uncles. You are around them a lot more and just trying to juggle those relationships. So it's a lot easier to back away from people that you felt like were less important, like not your best friends, but just your friends and may have just been acquaintances, the people that you went out with or you hung out with once a month. It's a lot easier to let go of those acquaintances. Another unique reason, which I thought was very much me, was that when we are stressed out, well, first it said when women get in their 30s, they're far more focused than ever in their career. But of course, focus can sometimes cause stress. And I read an article and watched a YouTube video that Mel Robbins did where she talked about how when we are stressed, we isolate, the first thing we do is isolate. So we kinda ball up, clam up, not physically, but we clam up and we try to lay everything out on our plate and figure out how to fix this. There's too much going on, I'm so overwhelmed, I need everybody to get away from me and be quiet so that I can decipher how to swim through this stress. And she said the first thing one almost always does, is gets rid of what's easy to get rid of and it's so weird but the analogy I thought of is like in your federal state and local government the I um long story short I grew up working in a parks and rec department which is like your your parks and your athletic leagues that are free and your activities that are free for your kids in your local parks and rec department and when a When a local community's funds are cut from the state and federal level, they typically always cut parks and rec first because it's the easiest thing to cut. So when your plate becomes full, the easiest thing for you to typically cut so that you can focus on your family, your kids, and your job is your friends. We cut our friends. And when I say cut, Listen carefully. I'm trying to tread really lightly with this. I don't mean you call Sarah and you say, listen, Sarah, don't call me no more. I don't have time for this. I'm too stressed and I need to do X, Y, and Z. That's not what we do. I don't know any women that do that. But what we do do is when it's Sarah's birthday or it's uh, Sarah's getting married or Sarah is going through a breakup, we don't find the time to be a friend or when Sarah just wants to have a dinner, get together with her three friends, but come to find out she really needed to talk to people because she's going through something personal You say no, we say no. Because, well, Sarah needs to understand that I have a family and I'm busy and I have overdue projects at my job. I've got all these things going on. Well, Sarah will understand, I'm just busy. But what Mel Robbins said was that the studies that were done, and especially in the book, The Happiness Advantage, that the majority of people that were found happier in their day-to-day lives were people that had great social connections and large, like large friend, uh, I don't want to use the word large, had more connected friendships. So her challenge was instead of subtracting your friendships to clean your plate, when you're stressed, you need to seek out your friends you need to go on i'm giving silly examples but go on more happy hours you know extend yourself to attend the the girls night extend yourself to create the girls night or just extend extend yourself to create the text message in the group to say hey girls i miss you guys what's been going on give me updates when when can we all see each other again And then I thought about this. Think about it like this. You might be sitting on the other side of this episode thinking, well, that's not me. I still hang out with all of my friends. But if it's not you, I guarantee you there's somebody in your group or that you've been friends with for a long time that you have not heard from in a long time. And every time you reach out to her, she probably says, I'm so sorry. I've just been so busy. You know, I've got so much going on. Good to hear from you. Can't wait to to see you. And then you don't hear from her again. She might need you to reach out to her. She might be so stressed and overwhelmed that she's ignoring her friends right now because she doesn't know how else to deal with the stress and overwhelm. And I'm not even gonna lie. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. I do that all the time. I'm like, well, I'd rather stay home and work and use this extra time to get X, Y, and Z done so I can propel my business forward than going to so-and-so's birthday or going to celebrate this with this person or, oh, it's just a happy hour. I don't need to do that. I need to work more. And, and rightfully so, sometimes that's right. But if I am extremely, extremely, extremely stressed I need to put the glass down and go spend some time time with my friends because I'm telling you this this past weekend going to New York I could have really shut I could have really pushed it to the side I have way too much going on I have another women's event coming up in January I'm at a point where I am writing a few proposals for sponsorships for my podcast I have way too much stuff going on and And I'm building a course and I should have, not should have, I could have put it aside and I would have totally reasoned with myself and told myself, well, rightfully so. I have too much going on. I'll just see her another time. I would have never seen her. And coming back off of that, I feel like I had one of the best girls weekends of the year. I needed it. She needed it. We both admitted that we both needed it. And it was so important for our souls to just disconnect and have some girl time. Like I was barely, I was hardly on social media because we were so interested in each other's lives, updates where we've been. And I feel like I'll be so more, in, so more uh, likely to continue to communicate with her because of it. And the one thing I knew to be true every time Chris Asked me why I wasn't talking to her more was that she was definitely one of the friends that I had that always brought me to life, made me feel like I could be the truest form of myself, honest, and always had me laughing. And so my challenge to you is, is that if you have people in your life that when you think of their name, you smile. When you think of them, you become energized. When you think of them, you laugh in your head because you guys had so many good times together. I challenge you to do this. When you finish this episode, please, please, please overextend yourself, send a text, make a phone call, take some time, five minutes, five minutes of your time today to say, hey girl, what's up? I miss you, what's been going on? Let's plan to see each other soon. You have no idea what it could do for the person on the other line or even you. Happy Friday. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.